Welcome to another episode of According to Fox. I'm your host, A. Fox. Um, last week was Family Day, Turkey Day. Yes, I'm one of those people who don't call it Thanksgiving. Sue me. <laughs> so I gave you guys, you know, the week off, time to celebrate with your families and everything else like that. So we're going to get right into it. So, being that we're in a new season, I'm doing things a little differently, so you're going to notice a little subtle changes. Hopefully, you like it. Um, The first thing I want to talk about is the Grammy nominations. So, that was a huge deal last weekend. Well, last week, pretty much, because a lot of people felt like they deserved the Grammys and they didn't get a nomination. I believe it was um the weekend who thought he deserved one. Um, Shout out to CBiz. I wanna I wanna let you know. After hours of trash. I feel like I'm playing Grand Theft Auto Three. I don't care what nobody says. I hate that album. Gave it two spins. Left it alone for nine. It's just all right, it's just not for me. I'm not really a huge fan of the weekend anyway. But he he was one of the people who thought that he was snubbed. Um, Megan the Stallion actually racked up a lot of a lot of nominations. I believe it was like three or four of them. And, you know, that's a that's a good job go Megan proud of you um but yeah a lot of people were actually very up in arms um the issue I saw was the R&B category because it seemed like there were no women who were considered for the R&B category which was weird because between Summer Walker and Janae Aiko and even Snow Allegra it, a lot of women put up great R&B albums this year, and they didn't receive any. Um, Janae Aiko actually was nominated for, like, Record of the Year, I believe, or album, maybe, but not R&B album, because, you know, they got all these new um, categories, so it's contemporary and all type of other shit now, so who the fuck knows, but um, who else was upset? Tiana Taylor was upset. Didn't like her album either. This is all my opinion. If y'all love that album, that's great. That's amazing. I didn't like it, personally. Um, <laughs> I listened to it in depth. It was okay. It had a couple of strong records. I definitely didn't believe it was, you know, material that warranted a Grammy. But I also think it's fucked the Grammys, because why? Like, like they have clearly been detached to what people really listen to, what people really like. Like, they shouldn't be the end-all, be-all of, you know, your musical catalog. Like, Nas has been nominated. Nas has been in the rap game since, what, 1994? He's never gotten a Grammy. That doesn't take away from his greatness. It just doesn't. And I feel like a lot of people depend on the Grammy because, you know, it's the, it's the goal to attain but you know how I feel about the acceptance of white people. And don't get me wrong, it's black people on that board too. But they're, they don't understand what's good anymore. They don't know what's happening. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they shouldn't be the one to dictate what we listen to or who we believe is good. That's really on, it should be on the listener. You know what I'm saying? Like Record of the Year is Black Parade by Beyonce. I think that's a terrible song. 
But the Grammys tend to nominate Beyonce and not give her any awards. She deserves awards a few times. Not to her. Um, they got the Doja Cat song as record of the year. I guess it was on TikTok all day. Still not a fan. Um, you know what? I really expected Roddy Rich. You know he got a nomination, but I expected it to be for the box. If anything, he did not get a nomination. Super surprised. Yeah, Janae Aiko got Album of the Year nomination for Um Shalombo. Very good album. You know I love it. Apparently Taylor Swift too and um Post Malone. Okay. And yeah, the, the box got song of the year. Okay, that works out. That works out. Song and record. What What is the difference? Are they going to tell us what the difference is? Because I would feel like a song and a record is not, is it not the same? Whatever. Exactly. Like, fuck-ass category. That's what I'm talking about. I don't understand the difference between that and that. But yeah, people are definitely bothered by the R&B album. And um, I listened to John Legend's album. It was all right. Um, the Givian album, Take Time, I actually love that album. I've been bumping it for the past couple couple weeks now. And for rap performance, Savage, Megan and Beyonce, so the remix. Lil Baby, The Bigger Picture, that is my favorite. I, I want to give it to that. I want to give them that one. Um, Deep Reverence with Big Sean and Nipsey, R.I.P. Nipsey, that's a very good song too. Bop with the Baby, What's Poppin', Jack Harlow. These these are good. Dior, Pop Smoke, these are actually very good contestants. <laughs> well, nominees, sorry. It's not a game show. <laughs> but these are very good nominees. Apparently, Pop Smoke's vice, well, the vice president of, I forget what the fuck is that label. His name is Steven Victor. I know that for sure. <laughs> he had a problem with it. Because D Smoke, the kid who won, um, he's from Inglewood. He was on that show with, with um Tiny. With T.I., Cardi, and it was a and Chance the Rapper, and he won a Netflix like show. But he's really good. He's like a really good rapper. He can rap in fucking Spanish. He's really good. And um, he was like, Who the fuck is D Smoke? You can say that your artist was, you know, snubbed without putting down another artist. That's really tacky. Super classless. Um, very, I didn't feel that. And Pop Smoke album was cool. It was cool. It had to grow on me. But I wouldn't say it was amazing. It had some shit. And it, it sounded too much like 50 Cent to me. Like 50 Cent just wanted a massacre part two and used Pop Smoke to do it. I, it was all right. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't say it was Grammy material. But I guess he took it to heart being that, you know, he's never going to release any more music because the, the kid passed away so young. You know what I'm saying? So he's frustrated. But D-Smoke ain't got shit to do with that. Um, But to be honest... Yeah, I'm, I really wouldn't watch it anyway. I don't watch the Grammys. I don't pay any mind. A lot of these award shows we don't attend, like like the BET award shows and Soul Train Awards. To me, my favorite award show is Soul Train. I, I don't care nobody says. It, it seems way more fun. You know, the the um, performances and everything, like, seem like a very good time. The Grammys seem so stuck up. Like, it doesn't make sense. Stuck up to the point of whatever, like, oh, we sitting here, we're not gonna do anything, we we're not clapping for the performance. It's five fucking hours long. It just is not as entertaining as any other show. But apparently, it's iconic to have a Grammy. I ain't, I mean, if you say so, like, more power to you if you have one. But we gotta stop looking to these people 
to validate us and our talent, you know? My issue with the BET Award is they'll, like, nominate people. But, for instance, not bashing Beyonce. You know, I think Beyonce's the best performer of this time. But they'll give her five awards knowing she ain't going to show up. Like, like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, there's other people out here working hard. Keisha Cole made a very valid point, but it kind of speaks on her end, too. She was saying how, at one point, she had, like, the number one album, and she was on BET for about four different shows and six number one records and things like that, and she never got a BET award. If that's the case, why the fuck you kept... Signing contracts with them. If you felt like they didn't appreciate you as an artist, but loved you and your family's drama as a show, then you shouldn't have gave them, you shouldn't have kept doing these shows. Your sister and your mother did their own show. Like, if you felt that underappreciated, you should stop doing business with them. But who the fuck am I? Well, congratulations to the nominees. You know what I'm saying? It's important to people. I get that. Is it important to me? No. I feel like your talent is your talent. I don't care how many awards you get. You're if you're a good rapper, if you're a great singer, if you you know what I'm saying? Like if you can hold my attention on a record for eighteen long ass songs, then I fuck with you. I don't even know how many Grammys you have to listen to you. Like I'll listen to you because I think you're good. You know what I'm saying? So but if you are nominated and you're happy, go you. If you're not nominated, fuck them simple as that. So, as you know, everybody keeps talking about this second wave of COVID, which hope, thankfully hasn't truly hit yet. It's just, it's kicking up a notch before, like more than it was this summer in these past couple months. And so everybody's talking about the vaccines. And will you get it? <laughs> Call me crazy. I'm a mask wearer. I socially distance. I try not to go anywhere. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I try not to go anywhere. I love being home. I've been staying home for the majority of the year. And if not, I go to like a close friend's house, things like that, out and about maybe a few times. But if I could be home, I'll be home. I will not get the vaccine. I just won't. I, I, maybe it's my trauma from the flu shot. Because that shit did not work out for me. I did it the one time, and I live to regret it. Maybe I'm holding on and harboring some resentment from that. But nope, not going to do it. Because honestly, no, I don't trust this government. I don't trust nobody. And I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But times have changed so drastically. I don't know what they're going to put inside that vaccine. I I firmly believe that the flu shot is a way for them to put a microchip in us, and we just don't know it. I don't I I don't care what none of y'all say. <laughs> it's just they're so adamant about it. They're so adamant about it. Not the measles, not the mumps, the flu. And this this is my thing. If you get some Buckley's and some warm ginger ale, get that shit right out. Clears everything up. Okay. I think I was immune. Even though I do think I had COVID at some time, I still have not taken the antibody test. I think what saved me was when I found that Buckley's pill. Yo, I even used that as a preemptive strike. I said, just in case, 
I'm coughing. I'm going to take a Buckley's just for today. All you need is Buckley's and a warm ginger ale. That's it. That is all you need. All right? I'm, I'm not going to take another flu shot. I was sick of the... I thought I was dying when I took the flu shot. And they're like, oh, it's all in your head. Why the fuck would I want to feel like I'm on my deathbed? Better why? It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. I, if you want to take the vaccine, more power to you. If that's, uh, you know, you want to stop the, stop the spread, flatten the curve, all them cute little slogans, cool. Won't be me. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. I, I don't, I don't trust the world enough <laughs> for someone to inject something in me. I just truly don't. I don't like getting my blood drawn in the first place. At least when they draw it, I know they're taking something out. They're not putting nothing in. All right? I don't want them putting shit in me. Okay? That's it. Bad enough I'm on birth control. I don't even know what that is. You know what I'm saying? I took it at face value for what it was. Let it happen. All right? So, if you guys are going to do the vaccine, again, more power to you. Good deal, especially for the kids in school. If that's what y'all going to do, I totally understand. I get your compliance. All that. I just want us to, you know, just be a little cautious about this fuck-ass government. Especially if this comes out, like, in the next... Because when does Joe Biden start? On the 20th? It's still going to be residual Trumpness going on that still hasn't been weeded out yet? Nah. Nah, it ain't going to work for me, bruh. Nah, bruh. <laughs> it ain't going to work for me. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's... No. <laughs> No, not doing it. Not doing it. Um, you if you want to, you should. I'm not. And how much is that shit going? I mean, I got insurance, but how much does that shit run nowadays? How much is the vaccine? I'm 35 years old. I don't get vaccinated no more. I'm not a baby. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if they figure it out because they say it's 95 percent accurate or 95 percent effective. Excuse me, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll play it by ear, but I'm probably 99% positive that I'm not going to take that shit. Um, There was an incident in a Dallas restaurant. It's something. I think they spelled something cute. So it was like, you know how people like have their names of things and they spell it wrong in a cute way? Um, it was something with a with a T. I mean, with a with a K, but it's supposed to start with a C. I'm about to look it up now. I I, I should have definitely had that. Yeah, kitchen and cocktails, and the cocktails with a K. It's a big ass rooster. All right, so this is in the Dallas section of Texas. So, I I was watching a lot of the footage. So, the owner went on a like pretty much a. It started as a nice little rant about trying to do things to better us. And then it just switched up into some, like, Gucci main shit. So it was more so I built this for us, for the culture, and to have a nice place for us to go. And y'all are twerking and all this other stuff. And then y'all can get the fuck out. It, it escalated so quickly. Right? So everybody's saying, a lot of, well, not everybody's saying. Honestly, I see a mutual divide. Some, say, some people are saying that the patrons were twerking because of the atmosphere, the music playing, what they were drinking. And some people are saying that the um, owner is well within his rights 
to make his establishment a certain kind of establishment. It's his restaurant. He should want his patrons to be a certain way. It should not be anybody. No one should be mad at him or he shouldn't be wrong because of what he said. All right. Both of them is wrong. So this time I'm going to say both of them is wrong. I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm going to tell you person, if you fucked up, I'm going to tell you you fucked up. I'm not going to say, yeah, you did this, but you could have. No, no, no. They both fucked up. So according to the owner, he spoke to them several times and told them not to stop standing on the furniture and also like they were leaning on a glass window. So the owner uploaded a video, three videos. It seemed a bit contradictory because from from what I saw, he was talking to a particular group of women, right? While he's talking to them, the table behind them, I see someone, you know how we do, shine a light on them. <laughs> you see the camera out and you see A, A. Because it's very, it's um, a silent video, but you can see what's going on, but you just can't hear the sound. Now, you hear in the background, you see the people with the shine light on them, shaking ass somewhere. Apparently on that area, it, it's glass. But as I'm looking in the other videos, there's a numerous people shaking their ass. One on the far right, the table he was talking to, and the table directly in the back. There is ass shaking going on. What is that telling me? I am not a club hoppy person, but when I go to the club, you get 15 silent men for me dancing or twerking, and I'm sitting down for the rest of the night. But it's all about the ambiance. If you are giving me an ambiance, because clearly there was a song played. I don't know if this is true, but someone said the song was throw that ass in a circle. If I am drinking something, I'm having a nice time chilling out with my peoples, and I hear a song called throw that ass in a circle, what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to throw this ass in a circle. Why wouldn't I? It's all about the ambiance. It's all about what what vibe this spot is giving me. So if I'm not the only one shaking my ass, and several other people at the table shaking asses, why would I think it's wrong? And second, I'm a grown-ass woman. Why the fuck wouldn't I twerk? I can shake my ass if I want. It's been a fucked-up year. Why can't I shake my tail if I feel a little happy today? What's wrong with that? That's one. Two, with the owner. I understand that this is not only your establishment, this is your investment, this is your livelihood. He said he was nervous that when the girl was shaking her tail that she on the glass, she was going to go through the window. Like, it's basically a liability issue for him, and then it just fucked up his brand that he's trying to create. I need to know what song was playing, right? And I know it's like, oh, damn, all these details, yes. Because it makes, it makes a difference. I went to a restaurant before, and it was a nice, cool, smooth restaurant somewhere in Harlem, right off 145th. I want to say it's on 143rd. And they were playing, like, Sabrina Claudio and Daniel Caesar and Snow Allegra. They was playing mad, mellow, chill, snap your fingers like the candle music. I didn't want to shake my ass in there, and the drinks was hitting but the way the ambiance and the vibe was, I was good. It just made me want to chill out. Like, I felt mad relaxed. I had a very good time. Now, if I go to a spot, there's a spot that we had called Evo in the Bronx, right? Evo has a DJ. The place that I would just refer to, Hexagon, that has um, 
they had a playlist or something going on. So Evil as a live DJ, they have Henny Punch that is to die for. Excuse me, Duce Punch that's to die for. And the food's good, whatever. And if the DJ's playing, don't stop. Pop that. Don't stop. People are going to pop that and not stop. Like, like, so that's why I need to know the ambiance of his, his thing. Because it's clear that everybody in there was trying to shake their ass until he said that. My problem with the owner was you are entitled to have rules for your establishment. You are entitled to want to keep your brand on point. But to be disrespectful about it, you interrupted everybody's dinner. Honestly, even if I wasn't the ass shaker, he would have ruined the meal for me. But I honestly don't need your business. Let me explain something to you businesses, small or big. Yes, you do. Without customers, you have no business. Without customers, you have no restaurant. Not all publicity is good publicity. Okay? You saying that, I don't need your business. I don't need that. Okay. So when your shit goes down 42% because of your little rent and raise, who business you need now? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't don't get too big for your britches. You need patrons. You need people there. Don't do that. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like they aren't paying customers. I think I actually, I, I think I'm on the twerking side. Now that I think about it, I'm really campaigning for <laughs> They are paying customers. Is that what you don't want to do? I feel like if he asked you not to do it, you know what I would have done? I would have respected his wishes. I would have asked for the check, and I would have left. I never, I never come back. That's just me. You ain't gotta beg me to spend my money with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ain't gotta force my hand for me to take something out of my wallet. I will never come back to your establishment again if I felt that type of way. All right. So for them to continue dancing this and the third, and when he has a response, now it's like, oh my god, that was whacking him too. But personally, for me. I love supporting black business, but I also need my customer service. I need to be treated like I'm wanted, and I need to be treated like my money's good here. If my money's not good here, then fuck your establishment. Doesn't matter who owns it. Okay? So, they both are wrong, and they both are right. So, I definitely am not, I'm not playing devil's advocate. I'm just stating that for me, I can understand everybody's point of view on it. Let's get into what happened this weekend. It's, all right, first off, I want to say I love boxing, but I'm also spoiled when it comes to boxing because I grew up in the age of Iron Mike. I had an aunt who loved Mike Tyson with everything inside her, so I was very used to seeing 30-second knockouts and things like this. So when I found out about the Mike Tyson and Roy Jones fight, and I noticed that there was no knockouts, no draws, if someone gets cut, so automatic. Like, they're ending the fight. I had no desire to watch it. They didn't declare a winner. I, I'm i not watching anything that doesn't declare a winner. I think it's stupid. 
If we're going to be in a sport, if we're going to play a game, someone has to win, right? So I was already turned off by it. But I was interested in the Nate Robinson undercard. It was him against a YouTuber named Jake Paul, never seen before. Super blue-eyed, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, pretty something. Like a young Zach Morris, if you will, right? And then I remember Nate Robinson literally beating up the Nuggets by himself in the garden. So I was like, you know what? Let's get it, Nate. I'm going for you. Of course, I root for everybody that's black. But I was rooting for Nate or for him being black and that. Oh, that was, oh, child. <laughs> it's not funny. It was very tough to watch. Nate Robinson is a small in stature man, but he's a very athletic individual. So he, he's very good at basketball. He's very good at football from what I hear. Not so good at boxing, though. Boxing and fighting don't equate. I believe I can fight. But I also believe if me and Layla Ali are in a ring, I'm getting my ass whooped because I'm not a boxer. I'm not trained. And I, I literally don't have the discipline to be a boxer. Never going to never gonna happen. I love their exercises. But as far as being a trained boxer and a person that has the ability to fight, two totally different things. Apparently, fucking Zach Morris here is a trained boxer. I don't, I'm not a YouTube person. The only person I watch on YouTube is Bailey Tarion because she does true crime while she puts her makeup on. Love her. That's all I watch. So I'm not privy to who the YouTube star and, you know, little subscribe here. That motherfucker is a trained boxer. I found that out Saturday. Not Saturday night, Saturday. So I said, oh, so he got some, he got skill level. Okay, this might be something. It's not like a, a washout because they said celebrity boxing. So when I think of celebrity boxing, I just think of celebrities putting gloves on and that's it. Like nobody's fucking Adonis Creed. So I, I watch it, right? Hold on. <laughs> I watch it. Who told me to watch that that fight? First off, Snoop Dogg needs to be a commentator in every arena he can find. That nigga was pure hilarity. All right? So <laughs> we're just going to bring that in there. So Nate got knocked down three times. He got up two and he, he just made it both times. So the first hit Jake threw, not the first hit, but the first um, hit he threw that made, like that knocked him down. Nate said that he hit him in the back of his head. So he felt like that was, you know, a, I guess it was an illegal shot, whatever. Took him like seven seconds to get up, but he got the fuck up. Cool. Probably like a minute later. Knocked right back down. But this is in like the third round. The second round was the first knockdown. Third round, he got he gets knocked down again. He gives up. I give him that. He got hot. He, he's tough. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people would have been able to get up. And to me, he, he was too anxious. He didn't let... I, I'm not a boxer. I'm, I don't know how the lingo goes, but I know this. I've watched enough... Flo- Floyd Mayweather fights to know that that left shoulder did a lot of work and he let the punches come to him. 
you know what I'm saying? It seemed like Nate was just trying to find that knockout, find that one hit of quitter. So he just kept going at him, going at him. He didn't take his time. He wasn't patient. So he gets up the second time. He goes back in, ready. Oh, God, Zach Morris linked him. And when I tell you linked him, he linked him so good. Hit the ground, hands to his side, just face straight down on the mat. No mas, Roberto Durant. No mas. There was no getting up from that. Knocked him the fuck out. He is going to be a meme for the foreseeable future. The internet got on that ass. (laughs) <laughs> and he said he was doing it for the NBA family, and this is for this, his kids. You know, oh, God, I don't know if he got a wife. God forgive me. I will always look at my husband differently if he gets knocked the fuck out in front of me. I don't care what nobody says. And them kids, if your daddy get knocked the fuck out, you're going to lose a little bit of respect if you if you see it happen. It just happens that way. And, oh, my God, he like I said, he had mad heart. He really did. Like, he got up when he could. I wasn't expecting it to be like that, though. Like, that was insane. And then to top it off, the next fucking day, goddamn Jake Paul with his jersey, a Nate Robinson jersey with some Versace, with some Versace sneakers and a bust-down rollie. <sighs> that nigga is disrespectful. Someone has to avenge Nate. Preferably a black man, preferably a super black man, because y'all let Zach Morris knock Nate Robinson the fuck out. Jesus Christmas. Um, he said he's fine. Nate Robinson is fine. You know, he, he saw the memes and he's just proud of himself for being in there. You know what? He should be. He definitely should be. But that shit was so tough to fucking watch. And Snoop. His commentary was it wasn't helpful. It it didn't help the situation. Um, <laughs> it did not even a little bit. But now let's get to the, the big boy fight. I saw snippets of that because, like I just told you, I did not care to watch it. They're both super old, but Roy's been out the ring for like three years. So, um, according to everybody, Mike won. Mike threw, like, a very good left hook, and even Roy himself said it. I thought it was over <laughs> when he threw that left hook. But Roy was jabbing him, but that's Roy's signature. He's always good for a jab, and Mike is always good for a hook. Like, that's just how they, that's how their fighting styles are. Um, it, to me, if there's no winner, super lackluster. I believe the people who bet on it didn't receive any return because there was a draw. And then, like, if y'all knew it was going to be a draw, and everybody was so surprised that nobody was declared a winner. They made it painfully clear that it had many stipulations for this fight. So I don't understand why we're like, wait, a tie? What do you mean a draw? That's it specifically said it. That's why I didn't waste my time. I, I let Instagram show me how the fight was. So it, it was true, though. Michael was, Michael, I don't know what I call him that. <laughs> Mike was the clear winner of it. So, Roy, Roy did it, though. Roy held his own. Um, they're significantly older, according to Snoop. They look like the two uncles fighting at the barbecue. Again, get Snoop every commentator job that is available, please. And he just, it was, 
it was tough. It was a lot of hugging. Because they're tired. They're older people. They can't run around and fucking ring all day. They got to rest. They got to nap. It, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would look. You know, I, I really thought it was going to be like two niggas way past their prime. You know, Mike felt like he's in the shape of his life. It just, from what I saw, it didn't look too bad. It was all right. You know what I'm saying? Would I, would I want this to happen again? Absolutely not. Um, But, you know. That's good for Mike. I, I like Mike. I like Roy Jones, but I really feel like Mike Tyson um, needs something. I always, like, boxing has always been his saving grace. And I, in this age that he's in, he really needs something that he can, you know, stick to. Especially when it comes to his mental health and his sobriety. So, good job, both guys. You know what I'm saying? Good job, Mike. Good job, Roy. Apparently, it was a boxing versus battle, clearly. Because even with versus battles, it's it's fucking objective who wins. <laughs> There's no clear winner in the versus battle. To me, it is. And speaking of versus battles, I know this is like two weeks ago, but y'all gonna hear me talk my shit. Now, first off, shout out to my boy Moss, who get who literally gifted me a young Jeezy Snowman shirt because it was still November. Shout out to him. I wore my young G. I wore my Snowman shirt. Threw on my coat with the big ass hood, with the leather hoodie, with the big fur on it, and I was ready. Was I hot? Indeed, but I was ready. Y'all know I go all out for versus battles. All right. <laughs> all right. First off, niggas started an hour late. So I immediately believe someone's been shot. I immediately, like, you're right, Gucci, Jeezy, somebody can't. Somebody caught a body. Somebody caught a bullet. I don't know what's happening. This shit is extreme. We're just looking at two baby shower chairs. And I, I want to know where these niggas are. After like 8.58, mind you, it's supposed to start at 8 o'clock. Why can't we start shit on time, black people? I'm talking to you versus people. Never. There's never been a versus that started, started. The time they said it started. Maybe five, ten minutes later, but it's never been eight on the fucking dot. Get it together. I thought the Jamaicans was bad. Jeezy and Gucci was bad as fuck. Took forever. So, with this one, they finally come up. Jeezy got on this. Like, he took it back to old school Jeezy. Like, with a leather jersey, the bandana, coat, you know what I'm saying? Regular ups. You know, some snowman shit. You know what I'm saying? Early Jeezy shit. Gucci got on this Gucci coat that's like seven racks. Like thousand dollars sneakers, whatever. He actually looked like he was running for all. He looked like Ghost in power. Like if Ghost was like, I'm gonna be chilled out today. Like I, I can see that on Ghost. R.I.P. Ghost. He's dead anyway. The first song, this record. When I tell you the tension was palpable through a phone screen. If y'all have ever been in a club and y'all know two crews is there and they don't fuck with each other. And you see the ice grills across the room or across the, the sections. And you're like, you know what? I should leave now. Get my coat now before the let out. Because these niggas going to let off. That's how that entire versus battle felt. Whole thing. It was just so much tension. The fucking DJ was instigating. Gucci basically every song. Hey, Jeezy, you a bitch. Every fucking song. It, to me, worst versus battle hands down. And I'm going to tell you why. 
First off, I'm a big-ass Jeezy fan. Has he fallen off over the years? Absolutely. But now this last album, I enjoy this last album, Recession 2. Let's go. But anyway, I like the versus battles because it's a, it's a competition. It's like when you watch rap battles. People say, oh, this person won 2-1, this person won the 7th, but there's no real winner. Like, nobody declares it, but you can have this conversation, you know? Like, it can be a clear win. It is clear that Jeezy won that shit. Can't, it, it's clear, right? <laughs> because Gucci just saying mad features, most of his songs wasn't his songs. I only knew four out of the 20, by the way. Four, okay? He was just there to disrespect Jeezy in every round. I really feel like T.I. would have been the best competitor. They could have won the, king of tra- the Kings of Trap of Atlanta, and they both came out the same year. Of course, Gucci did too, but Gucci seemed like he had a different agenda. I would have much enjoyed a T.I. Jeezy one. Yeah, this is for the culture. Yeah, it was like a lot of bad blood between them. Absolutely. It was still bad. Like, I had to keep flipping songs like every time like a song played and i just i just felt so much anxiety watching it i changed i just, I just logged out then i go back in time for jeezy's and the same thing gucci i could not watch it completely like all the way through that shit was giving me out here so i was just like you know what whatever jeezy came on i right I, I was rapping along to it turn gucci came on don't know that song turned away so it's like it it, it was it was bad then Gucci plays the song. What is the song? You all know the song, The Truth. Where he talks about Jeezy's friend that he killed. And let's be clear. Jeezy put a bounty on Gucci's chain, not his head. In 2005, taking the rapper's chain was a fucking thing. A lot of rappers got their chain snatched. Young Bird. And Mano did a lot of shit, too. Um, but a lot of people, you came in the wrong city, you got your chain snatched. Some may have been shot hurt in the process, but a lot of them lived to tell the tale. He put a bounty on that man's chain. Cookie Lope took it just a bit too far. And ended up dying from it. Gucci had to kill him. It was self-defense. He went to jail. It was the whole thing. Like, his life was generally in danger. It was genuinely in danger. So, I can understand the fact that Gucci was mad disrespectful. Fuck you. Nigga, I almost died. If you, if somebody tried to kill me on the strength of you, it's fuck you forever. That's just how it's gonna be. It's fuck you forever, and you better hope I ain't got nothing on me forever. Every time I see you. So, when he plays his song, Cheesy stops it. So I don't even know why he did that. He could have just played Stay Strapped and they would have been even. But whatever. Cheesy stops it. He goes on a long rant about how he's supposed to be above this and he changed. I love Cheesy. It is very easy <laughs> for someone to tell you I've grown from a situation when they weren't the one harmed. How can you have the audacity? The unmitigated goal to go, listen, I'm above all this shit. I'm trying to move past it. You weren't the one who was in danger. Your life was the one that was threatened. You don't get to do that. Right? So Gucci's a little upset. Mind you, he kept talking about all my outfits sent out. Now, listen, 
to you, so you think you think Jeezy couldn't afford a ten thousand dollar outfit? Like, let's come on now. He could he could fit a hundred thousand in his fucking Sean John jeans. Why would you think he can't afford your ten thousand dollar outfit? Anyway, they ended it, and they sang "So I See" together. That was a big deal. That was the only good part of the verses, literally. And I don't even like that song. But that was the only good part of the verses. And Gucci said, you know what? All respect, no disrespect to you. You know what I'm saying? It's all love. He just spent the last two hours disrespecting Jeezy. And the last song, it's all love. This, these niggas is crazy. Gucci better than me. I would have never did it. But everybody's really excited about that battle. So, you know. ATL, peace up ATL now, you know, good shit, good shit, um, speaking of ATL, so, y'all know I love me since Summer Walker, like, that, that bitch, I fucked with her, so, she's been in a relationship with London on the track, her producer, he produces pretty much all of her music, like, I know she plays guitar and things like that, so she'll have an acoustic version or something, but her music, like, her studio shit, all London on the track. He has about three or four baby mothers. You can never keep track of how many baby mothers these fucking rappers have. I just want you to know that. So, it's been like a little conflict from time to time between Summer and the baby mothers for whatever reason. So, Summer's pregnant now. Yay, we're happy. Mind you, they break up every other week. And then, like, the next week, it's like a little loved-up picture. And they, like, all up under each other's face and body and it's just a lot and then next week he's a bum ass nigga right guess what he's a bum ass nigga this week so she takes a picture with him with a t-shirt tucked in her panties to show her baby well by far the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life i don't know why but i don't know why it's just t-shirts and panties anyway so she releases this whole rant about how he's a bum-ass nigga, and her father wasn't shit, her grandfather wasn't shit, and now her kid's father isn't shit either, right? All this stuff, just just a lot of bashing for him, and I find it odd, right? And how he's, how when it comes to his kids, he... She tried to make him see his kids. He don't want to see them or whatever. He didn't have time to see them. He tried to, she tried to make it like one big family between the baby mothers, but they wasn't hearing it. You know, basically saying, I was trying to make this nigga a better father and he didn't want to be. So, this, this, this is my issue. Okay. If the nigga is a fucked up father, what makes you think that's a nigga that you should be in a relationship with? I never understood women like that. I never, I never got that. I always felt like it's odd for you to be in love with a man who doesn't love something that came from him. If I have to tell my man to be a father, he should not be my man. Like, I don't want to hear nothing about, oh, I ain't seeing my kids today because I don't want to. Why the fuck wouldn't you want to see your kid? It's your kid. Like, spend time with your kid, hang out with your kid, this and the third. So, yeah, so now she upset. Now she pregnant, and now he ain't shit. Right? So now all the baby mothers is like, oh, you was talking shit about us and everything else, and now look at you 
whatever. So London on the track, I don't know if they're getting back together, but he told her to control her emotions. And I always thought London on the track was gay, by the way. So he shocked the fuck out of me with all these kids because I believe someone is pregnant with his fifth child. If it's not the fifth, it's definitely the fourth. So, like, all the baby mothers are just having a fucking field day. And his manager came in on a conversation. And I just, I just don't get it. I don't understand why you've been in a relationship with this man for a good amount of years now. And every five seconds before it was, oh, he wants to see his kids. They're not letting him see him because he's bitter. They're bitter and this, that, and the other thing. And now that you've been five minutes pregnant, right? Well, actually, Ben said that you was pregnant like a month or two months ago. But you still, you know, you're pregnant. You, I don't think you know what the kid is yet. So you still got a good amount of time if you want to go to Chop Chop. I'm just, I'm just being honest. If you feel like you don't want that child, you still have the time. So you know decide what you want to do. It's your fucking business. It's your body. Do what you please. I just find it weird that for the whole three years y'all together, he was the dad of the year, and now you're pregnant. Can't shit. So this brings me to our topic. clearly show you signs that they are not who they say they are or pretend to be, that we ignore these signs. Why do we do this to ourselves? And it's not just women. That's just regular people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, clearly, I don't care what anybody says. If you have a certain amount of children with a certain amount of mothers, it's not like you got five kids and two lady moms. You know what I'm saying? You got four kids and two lady moms. That, that sounds plausible. It doesn't sound too bad. You know what I'm saying? But to have five children and five baby mothers, clearly you just out here. Like, <laughs> you out here. I'm not saying you don't love your kids any less. I'm just saying you wasn't thinking responsibly at all during all these. And for you to say, well, for someone to say, oh, well, he's a great dad and these women are bitter and now that you're pregnant, your baby's not even here yet. And he's a deadbeat to you. I don't understand how that happened. He's in vitro. The baby is literally in your uterus right now. How is he such a terrible fucking father already to your kid? You know what I'm saying? And we make these choices that now affect us and affect our children. So this is another reason why I don't have children. I really feel like. It's like a baby mother thing that just snaps in your head, a baby father thing that snaps in his head. And when the child is born, y'all be all in love. And then once that baby's here, it's fuck you. Like, I don't understand that. Like, once the baby's here, it's just whatever goes off, the baby mother, baby father plug goes off, it's now World War Three, And you got a child in the middle of the shit. And I, I feel like if she knew this was an issue before, she made it seem like it wasn't. 
you now put yourself in those same women's shoes that you call bitter. And maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I don't know them. But I do know that you sound bitter yourself now. You know, and you didn't have to have this. You didn't have to put yourself in this position. You didn't have to deal with this. Being pregnant is a huge deal. You have life inside of you. There's a very good chance that you can die giving birth to this life. Your body's never the same. You know what I'm saying? You're you're literally, you have to feed someone else and yourself. Everything you do now has to be, uh, there's another person involved and this person is inside you. I can't give a nigga that power to make my body this way. To fuck my body up forever in some cases. To give me, now like some people get something called preeclampsia. It's so many things that can happen to you while you're pregnant and during childbirth. Why would you put yourself through that for a man who clearly doesn't deserve that part of you? You know what I'm saying? And he made it clear to you that he didn't. Because now everything that you're talking about, apparently is what I've been going through for the past three years. Once you have a baby, you see it differently. It's just, it's just odd. So, some warning signs. If you're with a man and you don't know he has children, and he clearly has, and not clearly has children, but you find out he has children, leave him the fuck alone. And it's not because he has kids. Because why the fuck would you keep it a secret that you have children? How do you keep that a secret? I don't have kids, but everybody knows I'm a godparent and an auntie. Love all of those kids. And I have like a basketball team of godchildren. And don't get me started on nieces and nephews, okay? I talk about my kids all day. And I don't even have any. There is no reason for a man <laughs> to tell you, hey, same thing with women. These women that you're like, oh, damn, she got a kid. And you find out on Instagram on that kid's birthday because you have never seen her with a kid. Leave that bitch the fuck alone. <laughs> if a person can't take care of and love the thing that came out of them or that is a part of them, they will never, ever fully love you. There's no possible way you can. I can't I can't be with a man who doesn't take care of his children. That shit, not only is it a turn off, it's just a harbinger of things to come. God forbid I get pregnant. I'm only saying God forbid because of these circumstances. God forbid I get pregnant. And you don't see your children, right? Me and you don't work out. My kid is now added to that list. But I knew that already. Because you had four kids that you had already. I'm 35, all right? Three and four is the number that happens these days. Y'all going to have to stick with it. But, like, three kids. Oh, he got three, four kids. He never sees them. He never talks about them. You don't know shit about these kids. You get pregnant. They don't work out. Your kid is now another kid he doesn't give a fuck about. Y'all have to pay attention to these things. Like, people put on a facade and put on a mask. And think everybody, you know what I'm saying? And then you're like, you know what? That's how he is. Oh, he's such a nice guy. He's just that. Or he does. No, these niggas be lying. These bitches be lying. Okay? And that our main issue is, oh, he won't do that to me because he, we, I'm different. <laughs> I ain't that bitch. I'm not his baby moms. I'm a different kind of bitch. You could be a different bitch all you want. You could be a different man all you want. He the same nigga, though. <laughs> She the same bitch. You could be as different. You could be as unique. 
You can bring this to the table. You can bring that to the table. Don't mean shit for a nigga with a tray on his lap. He's the same nigga. You can't change a nigga who don't want to be changed. You can't. A nigga, will a nigga change for you? If a nigga really cares about you, he will. A man who loves you and wants to be with you will change so he could be a part of your life. Same thing for women. You're not going to change him because you're special. You got to be the one. You got to be special to him. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, we have this little chip on our shoulders. Like, I'm not like nobody else. I, I'm the same way. I know I'm not like anybody else. But I still have to make sure that the person I'm with is different. You know what I'm saying? I have to make sure the person I'm with isn't putting on a fasana for me. And because that, that protects my own peace. One of my favorite, favorite lines is from Andre 3000. Keep your heart three stacks. Keep your heart. You have to keep your heart at all times. You, to give people the, the, not the power to break it, but like to just put them in that position where you're in such a fragile state that they can hold your heart in their hand and fuck with you, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Protecting your peace should be your only priority. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like we, a lot of us get into relationships for the sake of being in a relationship, but we don't protect our peace. We don't. We we compromise so many things that we forget how we truly are. You know, and it's like we have to still remain true to ourselves. But in order to make our relationship work, you have to be yourself. You know, I know a lot of people who lose themselves in relationships. They want to be everything their partner wants, and they want to do everything their partner does so they don't lose them. But you have to know yourself. The person you're with isn't with you because you remind them of them. They're with you because you're you. You shouldn't change who you are for anyone. You know, and you got to protect your peace, protect your sanity, and protect your heart above all else, you know what I'm saying, like, you got to make sure that, because we're older now, and I know everybody makes mistakes, and we have a tendency of prolonging the inevitable, where we know it's probably not going to go anywhere, or it's not going anywhere, but we just, neither one of us want to be the first to say goodbye, word to Gladys Knight, (laughs) and it's something that people struggle with, especially the older they get, because it's like, oh, we're not getting younger, when I was 20, I could do this. But now I'm about to be 40. I ain't got time to do this other shit. Like, we truly need to know when to let things go and move forward. And I just want more people to acknowledge the fact that they deserve better. You know what I'm saying? They should be with better. They should want to be better. And it's it's something that we all, I'm sure we all struggle with at one point. Like, if you have the person you're supposed to be with right now, you have your soulmate. Shout out to you. You know, that shit is tough in the society. Social media age, you know, technology, shit could get crazy. I've seen a lot of relationships end off the messages on the fucking iPad. It's always the iPad that gets you, by the way. It's not the phone. No, no, no. It's the iPad when your baby's playing fucking, I don't know what kids play, Candy Crush? I don't know. Oh, Roblox. Your kid is playing Roblox, and then a message pops up on the screen, and you you just look over, and it's a, it's a lot of shit that happens on the iPad. I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying, make sure y'all be careful with the iPad. <laughs> but 
for real. Like, it's really hard to find your person in this day and age. So if you have them, that's great. If you don't, you'll find them. But don't lose who you are and don't ignore the red flags and the signs of someone who clearly isn't who they're portraying themselves to be, you know? You deserve better. You deserve to be with someone who fucking loves you, (laughs) who wants to be with you, and who actually shares the same values and principles as you do, you know? So, and not pretends to, someone who actually does this. So, you know, this is something that you guys, I hope to leave you guys with. I hope you guys can hear it. I hope you guys can adhere and take heed to this advice. And yeah, maybe we can just all be just a little, little happier, you know? This week's Weekly Hustle comes from none other than the prolific, iconic, late Maya Angelou. And it is when people show you who they are, believe them. Because we've been according to Fox, y'all. Peace out.